Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your host, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcast as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. It is Monday. It's time to do our show. All right. So we have we have our guest today who happens to be a neighbor of, of sorts. But I'd, I'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Greg Wareham, and he is from Your Mortgage Process. Greg, thanks for being on the show. Can you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and what is Your Mortgage Process? Yeah, good morning, Steve, David. Thank you for having me on the show. So just a quick background on, my, on me. I, I've been in the mortgage industry for about 25 years, and a couple of years ago, we just decided to start a podcast to better educate the consumer in people in real estate related fields as to what goes on behind the scenes from high ranking real estate agents to insurance companies to hedge fund managers, just trying to give people an idea of what type of information that they need to make better educated decisions if you're a home buyer or you're part of the real estate business channel. So wow. we've had a lot of fun with it. So that sounds like a podcast that I'm more inclined to listen to than what Steve was putting on the table earlier. But tell us a little bit about what's happening in the mortgage world today. Well, you know, it's certainly been a little bit tumultuous. I mean, when you look at, as we all know, interest rates have been trending upwards since last year. And if there was one word I'd use to describe what's going on, it's volatility. You know, when you look at the bond market and the stock market, We've seen these extreme volatility swings one way or the other. And mortgage interest rates are really driven by the bond market. And if there's one thing the market hates, it's extreme volatility. And people are uncertain as to whether or not we're going into a recession, whether or not the economy is healthy. And there's mixed signals from both sides of the aisle. And as a result of that, you've seen some swings in interest rates. I mean, we've seen them swing anywhere from the high fives to the low sevens over the course of the past 10 weeks. And that's unusual. We usually will see eighth of a percent, quarter percent swings. We've had days where you can see things swing pretty aggressively one way or the other. What are some of the challenges that prospective homebuyers are facing to secure affordable loans right now? What's coming next? Is there any glimmer of hope? Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. I mean, as far as interest rates are concerned, it depends on who you ask. There's some speculation that we'll see interest rates start to trend downward by the end of the year. When I say downward, do we get back into the into the low sixes, potentially the high fives? You know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine that runs the bond market for Goldman Sachs and his perspective on it was, we're not gonna see anything change this year. So a lot of it depends on who you ask. When I look at things from a homeowner standpoint, you know, one of the things that we've seen become commonplace is the waiving of somebody's appraisal. That can create some challenges depending on you know, when you have a loan in process and you have an appraisal done to the property, what it appraises for, some people are waiving their rights to be able to renegotiate. We're seeing some issues in that area. So, so how does that actually really impact the, the homeowner when they take that decision to waive, to waive the appraisal, for example? I'll give you a great example on it, David. Let's say someone's buying a house for half a million dollars and they're putting down 10%. That's 50000 
that means that you're borrowing 450,000, 90% of the value of the property. Well, let's say that property appraises for 475,000 and the buyers waive their right to renegotiate that price. Well, now the bank's only gonna lend on the lower of the appraised value or the purchase price. So in that situation, they either need to come up with an additional $25,000 or they can look to borrow a higher percentage of the value of the property. So in our example, they were putting down 10%, borrowing 90% of the value of the property on a half a million dollar purchase with a half a million dollar appraisal. But if it comes in at 475, now you take that $450,000 loan they were doing, divided by 475, they end up borrowing 95% of the value of the property. The big difference for the consumer is, does it impact the rate? And what does it do to their PMI or private mortgage insurance? Because that number will go up. So it's not necessarily something that would kill a transaction. The key is to make sure everyone's educated up front when the consumer decides to go down the path of waiving their rights to the appraised value of the property and renegotiating. So whose decision is that to waive the appraisal? So it comes down to the buyer saying, okay. I waive my right to the appraisal. And again, it doesn't mean that they waive their right to having an appraisal done because the bank's always going to require an appraisal. Really what they're doing is they're waiving their right to renegotiate the price of the property in the event that the appraisal comes in lower than what they're paying for the property. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. In normal so, market, you really don't see that in a balanced buyer and seller market. You don't see a lot of that, but it's become relatively commonplace over the course of the past couple of years and it'll eventually fade out as this market starts to stabilize. You expecting to see that trend to ease off a little bit in the future, but now how, how big is the hurdle for home buyers? Obviously they're shooting themselves in the foot, right? You know, potentially can be, right? So if you're waiving the right to the appraisal and the appraisal comes in lower, you're overpaying for the property. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Depends on what your long-term plans are. I mean, if you're planning on purchasing a home and selling it in two years, well, if you're overpaying for the property, you may not make your money back. Is this a product of low inventory? Is this people are in a rush to, to, to secure funding? Steve, it's really the imbalance of supply and demand. So you have a lot of people who okay. actively looking to purchase a home with limited inventory. When supply is really low with a high demand, it increases the price and it's pushing yep. up the price. And in this situation, it's changing terms where an appraisal oh. is something that you waive, but in this market, it's become kind of commonplace. So, so from a homeowner's perspective, waiving the appraisal, is that really a bad decision? Is it going to have negative consequences down the road? Yeah, you know, short term, Steve, it can be an issue. If you're overpaying and you're trying to sell a house in a couple of years, it's hard to recuperate the loss. But long term, when you look at real estate since 1991, the average year over year return in that time frame is four and a half percent on real estate. Okay. So planning on being in the house for a 10 year time frame, you're never going to lose. When you look at the, the tax advantages that you receive, four and a half percent statistical increase year over year, you're just not going to be able to go wrong with it. All right. So, so Greg, you, you were talking about some volatility in the market and there's, there's lots of things that, that happen that, that, Maybe not your average consumer is aware of. Do you have any insight as to what's going on? Maybe, maybe from from government standpoint or from from tax liability standpoint, anything that's that's in the works right now that maybe helps sellers or even buyers as well. Sure, there's actually two different things where the government got involved. So on the on the buyer side, they've tried to incent people to purchase homes that are first time home buyers that have really been priced or termed out of the market 
over the course of the past few years. Lower down payments with lower interest rates to make housing more affordable. But it doesn't really fix our supply issue. So there's something right now they're trying they introduced to Congress, which is to change the way you're taxed on the sale of your primary residence. So right now, if you sell your primary residence and you take all that money and you buy another house, there's no tax liability. But if you were to try to keep that money in your pocket in your married person filing jointly, you can only keep the first half a million dollars. That difference uh-huh. taxed on or has to go into real estate. So the bill that's been proposed to Congress right now is to take that ceiling of 500,000 for someone filing jointly and take it to a million, which obviously is a huge difference. So now you could sell your house keep a million dollars of it tax-free. The goal is, hey, can we stimulate more people to list their houses for sale? They put this limit. So right now it's 250000 for single filing, half a million for joint filing. But they did this in 1997. Yeah. So obviously the market's changed pretty significantly since then. So it's probably about time that they increase those caps. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. All right. We're running a little short on time, Greg, but I, I want you to, to, to tell our viewers about about your podcast like so there's a lot of good information we can have this conversation for a very long time but we only have, we only have a little time here so how do we hear about your show how do we get more information from you greg so if you go to yourmortgageprocess.com okay go to that site it's going to explain what it is that we're doing from the educational standpoint to some of the philanthropic things that we're trying to do for the community our whole goal's always been education in interviewing of people that try to help and educate someone looking to purchase a home or real estate professionals. You can download us on Spotify. We're on Apple. The podcast is. We have a YouTube channel. It's all sorts of different venues that you can either watch the show or listen to the show. So we'd certainly appreciate if you check it out, yourmortgageprocess.com. All right, Greg. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. And we hope to see you guys next week on the next episode of Community Association Car Chat. We'll see you guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.